All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Day Love It podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. To the Della Fit Podcast, 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health, all in one podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Della Fit Podcast. For many of you out there, you know that we briefly went in hiatus. Um, and if you've tuned in into the last or the most recent episodes, you know that I um, had to basically step away from the podcast while I had some family issues dealing with health and other things, uh, just to step away and uh, make sure that the home front was all good. When we did this, we had recorded a numerous amount of episodes with some really phenomenal people. Uh, my current guest, Miss Kristen Bowen, was one of those individuals. And the majority of these interviews were recorded, oh, I would say throughout the 2021 year, ranging from the uh, the later or tail end of the winter going into the summertime. Uh, many of uh, times when we go to record many of our guests, because they're so busy, uh, we try to book uh, at least sometimes six months in advance. So as we're getting these interviews and everything is coming in, we have a time uh, for them and a time spot place for them. But again, because of the hiatus and the need for me to set sit back and take some time off uh, to help my family, uh, we still kept recording, but at the same time, we weren't putting anything out. So you all out there have the benefit of tuning in to hear these wonderful interviews. And this interview right here is with a amazing woman. Again, Miss Kristen Bowen. And I am so excited for this interview. Uh, Kristen is going to take you through her health journey, which was quite tumultuous up and down uh, throughout a good span of, of, of time. And she made some amazing discoveries about her own health as well as uh, the health system. So, or I should say the healthcare system that is out there. So for all of you tuning in, I hope that you enjoy this interview. This is actually a two-part interview, this being the first uh, and we will be airing next week the following interview, which will be Monday, the 17th of January. So please enjoy this amazing interview with Kristen Bowen, overwhelming, excuse me, <laughs> embracing the overwhelming. 
Welcome everybody back to the 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health. One of the things we get asked all the time is that for a fitness show, you are not the typical fitness based show. And they ask us why they're like, why don't we see just countless talk about what to lift, what to eat, you know, how to lose weight, how to get ripped. And my basic response is always the same: that fitness is not just protein shakes and barbell plates. And everybody laughs because they think that it's just a great little segue. You know, it's just a great little catchphrase, but it's much more than that. The reason why is because everything that we do is fitness based. Everything. You have to be fit in order to succeed in life in every way possible. My guest is Kristen Bowen, and she's going to tell to us a little bit about the fact of how her journey opened up to this concept. So Kristen, how are you today? I am so good. And when I heard you say that health is more than than protein shakes, I knew I was in the right place. (laughs) (laughs) So I love that it's not only a great segue, but it's really one of your core values. And um, so I'm just I'm excited to be here and so excited to dive deeper on this topic of health. Well, we're excited to have you. And, you know, it's it's something that I it took time to awaken to. I will say this. I was um, prepped by my parents and I didn't really see the value of a lot of the lessons that they taught me until I got to be older. And as a young person, you're very rebellious. You're like everything that my parents do is totally 100 percent wrong, (laughs) antiquated. They don't know anything. They've never been cool in their lives. (laughs) And you get to a point and you're just like I I always say as as an adult, you hit two. If you're if you're lucky, if you're blessed, you hit two moments of awareness. One, you realize that your parents outside of being your parents are individuals. (laughs) And two, you get to realize that some of the things they told you, not all, not all, right? Because there are some things that you're just definitely like, no. You leave those behind with respect and love, and you choose not to carry that pattern forward. Correct. And fitness and health is one of them for me. So I have kind of retraced myself back to this, but Kristen, I want you to tell us about your story because I was reading some of your bio mm-hmm. and you had, and uh, I would, I like to say it, an awakening, you know, one of the biggest things that you hear now, everybody's like woke, you know, are you woke, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I feel that that applies to all of us, you yeah. know, so when did yeah. you have your, your woke experience? It was just over 20 years ago that I had it. And, you know, when you were talking on your intro um, and you talked about those those points in your life that you recognize what your parents are saying. And I am a mom of six, a grandmother of seven, and all six of my children are launched. And four of them have reached those two points. I've got two left. And it's such a beautiful journey when they come to you. There's a humility and a teachability and a level of respect when they come to you and say, wow, I get it now. And they're not fighting it anymore. And it's this beautiful point in your relationship with that adult child as you recognize they're more than your child. 
Mm. You know, and and it's just this beautiful journey. And so, as you were talking, I thought, oh, I've got two more times that I I get to go through that. I've got two left that I get to experience that with. So that was a beautiful intro. And your voice is so soothing. I was so excited to come onto this show because your voice literally carries that vibe of healing. As I've listened to your podcasts in preparation and to get to know you a little bit, your voice is as powerful as the words that you. Speak. So, what a beautiful combination that you're sharing with us, and I thank you for that. Well, thank you. I don't know if you can tell now. You've got me blushing for everybody out there listening. <laughs> you know, but uh, as you say, it's an awakening. It's a it's an, it's a maturity. <laughs> I, I often laugh about that when it comes to the conversations I have with my father. I think this is for every child. You know, you have those, uh, sometimes it's daughters and their mothers, and sometimes it's father and sons. And it's those moments, you're like two bulls or rams, and you're like, no, 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 <laughs> you know? And then yeah. as a child, you're kind of like, as you learn a little bit more, you're like, mm, they were right, <laughs> oh, come on, come on. But I think parents go through that too. They're like, ugh, mm, they were right, oh. Oh, absolutely. My, my children have taught me so much and have given me a deeper breadth and vision of what's out there. And, and yeah, I, it's just such a beautiful journey to go on. When you talk though, about that awakening being woke, (laughs) which my kids are, I'm going to tell them, Hey, I'm woke. And they're going to be so impressed with my terminology. (laughs) My experience I grew up in a very Western standard medical home. Um, My stepfather was a doctor and you did what the doctor said and kind of thing. And I'd always struggled with depression since I was a young child. And I was diagnosed with autoimmune in my early teen years, like 12, 13, um, the autoimmune diagnosis started happening. And at that point, I just did what the doctor told me to do. And it wasn't really bad enough that I was woke. (laughs) It it didn't, it wasn't a hard enough hit. I guess I'm a little more hard headed than I'd, I'd like to admit, because it wasn't enough to really wake me up at that point, but is what did wake me up and gave me that experience that at the time I viewed as a crash, but looking back now, I recognize the gift, the beautiful gift and the the opening of a door to go on the journey that it was. And as what happened was, is I just had a baby. And because of my depression, one of the things that is crucial for me is movement outside in the sunshine. It is mandatory. And so I was really excited to get the go ahead from my OBGYN to get out there, start moving again, because I could feel that depression creeping up on me. And I had this beautiful baby and I just wanted to be in love with that baby and and soak every moment in and and not have that depression creeping in at the corners of all that light and so I started and I had bladder issues my bladder was leaking and I was like oh this is not cool this I did not sign up for this and so I called my sisters and they hate it when I say this but they're older than I am and they're wiser they've got more life experience so I called them and said what is happening and And they said, oh, um, go back to your OBGYN, your bladder's dropped. And I did. We set up a surgery. They did the surgery on the table. My heart um, stopped. They coded me several times. I ended up 
over the three and a half years from that experience in a wheelchair, having seizures down to 74 pounds, a colostomy bag, a catheter bag, total perinatal nutrition. It it was just, I was a wreck. I was an absolute wreck and they couldn't figure out what happened. There was no, you know, we, we went from doctor to doctor and my husband, um, I made a really good choice with who I married and he just would not give up. And he just took me to Mayo Clinic, to Stanford, doctor to doctor. If we heard of someone who got help from a doctor, he'd drive me there. I was life lighted a couple of times. I was just in and out of the hospital. Um, I couldn't keep my blood pressure up. I couldn't drink water and we couldn't figure out what was happening. And at that point, three and a half years in, he took a leave of absence. You know, we had these six children that I had been um, caring for and that wasn't happening because a big day for me was if I opened my eyes when somebody laid me on the couch. And so he took a leave of absence from his job to help take care of me and our children. And we just started chasing symptoms. I had so many different symptoms from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. And we just, we'd go to one doctor for that part of my body. We'd go to another doctor for that part of my body, just trying to put together the puzzle piece of what happened. You know, I definitely went in with some depression and definitely autoimmune, but they weren't active in taking me down. And I came out just a wreck. And in the process of that journey, we found a physical, a physician's assistant. And my husband had been listening on the radio and he thought, oh, this guy thinks out of the box. And and it, it sounds like he's someone who will listen to us. And so my husband literally scooped me in his arms, carried me to the doctor and said, help us. Is You were talking on the radio about hormones. Could that surgery have set off a hormone reaction? And that's what's happening. And this is when I fell in love with that doctor because he said, I don't know. And in the three and a half years that we had been from doctor to doctor, we'd never had anyone say that. They had thrown a lot of different diagnoses at us, but no one had ever just been up front and said, I don't know. He said, I am a good researcher though, and I am promising you that I am going to help you put puzzle pieces together if you'll be patient with me while I do that. And we, we knew we were in the right place at that point because we had a human being who was listening and who was not trying to tell us what was wrong just off the top of his head and move us on to the next person. He saw me as a human being that was in crisis. And because of my crisis, my family was in crisis. And so we loved the fact that we were listened to. And so one of the tools that I took away from that was my goal every day is to be a better listener. And that deep listening, I think is powerful. Don't you think listening's powerful? I do. I think that listening is a very underdeveloped tool. Uh, it's, it's a tool that I am still learning to actively make stronger. I think that communication as a whole, we're, we're, we're taught communication is just talking and listening, but it's so much more. It and it, it has to continuously be worked on as we continue to mature. You uh, said something, and I want to ask you about this. Okay. 
you touched on it and it made me really think and uh, dealing again about the fact of listening why do you think so many physicians have that type of attitude and when i say this to everybody out there any doctors that are listening i don't want you to think i'm coming down on you because the medical uh uh industry or should say uh the physicians that are out there who are trying their hardest they are overwhelmed i i recently went to uh the doctor's office with a relative of mine and they were swamped and i've talked to other um professionals who are working in industries related and they're just like you wouldn't believe the amount of pressure that is on us but with that being said why do you think that there is that mentality besides those things because I, I i would assume there's what we know to be pressure but then there is some that have ego why why do you think that that exists you know i love that question and i love the fact that you brought up because i am not anti-doctor i am so grateful for those people working within what they even acknowledge is a broken system and i'm grateful that they are there and that they are passionate about what they do and i think the word that you said from the outside looking into that system i think it's overwhelm they have so much to do and so many people to see and they've got to get through that system and on to the next thing and i think because of that speed at which they have to interact and deal that sometimes that human touch is forgotten but there are many that bring it daily that that human touch and remember that that person sitting there is a mother, a brother, a sister, a beloved aunt. You know, it's it's a part of a community that people are mourning and praying for and hoping that healing will happen. And so I'm so grateful for this physician's assistant. And here's what he discovered. because he listened to me, he discovered that when I had that surgery done, at the time, medical thinking was that titanium was inert, that it was neutral, it didn't bother anyone. But now we know titanium is not inert. And to a small population, a small percentage of the population, they have a reaction to that titanium and that's called Melissa syndrome. Mm. And 
many people with autoimmune. So that autoimmune played a role in that. I am one of those people who did not react well to the titanium. So when they took those two titanium screws and put them in my pelvic bone, mm-hmm. my body reacted. And then the second problem was the area that we lived in, the medical community could not keep up with the growth. And so the cadaver graft that they used had been purchased on the black market and had mold. And so the combination of the mold, the titanium screws, and my autoimmune was a recipe for disaster. And it was that physician's assistant who listened, was willing to think outside of the box, and looked at us and said, I think the only way to find out if that's what's doing it is to take the titanium screws out. Now, I don't remember any of this because I was so out of it. I couldn't even remember the names of my children during that three and a half year period. And my husband recognized this is such a big decision because I almost lost her the last time she was on a table. I almost lost her. And so he reached out to my mom and said to my mom, we need to make this decision together because of the risks involved and because my quality of life was so poor him and my mom together decided it was the right pathway to go. And I could tell coming out of the surgery, you know, when you're coming out of that anesthesia and you're kind of in that in-between kind of place, I could, I knew who I was. I recognized I was in the hospital. And so immediately the benefit to my body was there, but at the same time, my body was a wreck and I had a lot of work to do to rebuild my body. And that's where that beautiful gift came from the trauma of that experience is it took that hard head of mine and really helped me to follow that same pattern of that physician's assistant to think outside of the box and to recognize, hmm, maybe I need to be more accountable for the food that goes in my mouth. And hmm, maybe instead of going to the doctor and saying, I have depression and expecting him to fix it with a pill, I need to look at my sleeping patterns and my exercise patterns and my thought patterns. And so that crash at the time was devastating to my family. We lost every financially we had to rebuild it was the most beautiful gift I was ever given because when the crash happened I was able to consciously put those pieces back together and to build an incredibly strong foundation and I will never take it for granted that I wake up in the morning and I wake up without an alarm because my body's refreshed and I'm ready to go and I have enough energy to follow through all day on all the big ideas and dreams and things I want to do to make this world a better place. Kristen, that is a remarkable story. Um, And at the same time, as you said, a remarkable gift, you know, we take, I think we definitely take health and fitness for granted specifically in the united states i think this pandemic uh and, and that has been a source of conversation every day for for the last year and so many months but 
the reality of it is is that i think it definitely for a lot of us forces us to look at the reality of our health of the health of our country at the health of ourselves mentally physically in every way possible even financially businesses stopped for we'll just say a month and how many businesses were in financial disaster so that's just a small element in the fact of what you're expressing it's a responsibility that we have to take we can't just drop it or leave it on anybody else and and i think that's something that a lot of us have been taught to do you know i love i love what you said about it's a responsibility we have to take and for me the disconnect was i was already overwhelmed with my life i was overwhelmed how do you take more responsibility when you're already overwhelmed and so now the women that i work with one of those basic concepts that i learned was leaning into the overwhelm i tried to avoid the overwhelm and so when i avoided the overwhelm i walked away from anything that added more responsibility and i created cognitive dissonance i created that in my life because i said i wanted to be healthy but i wasn't willing to take more responsibility and i did not like feeling overwhelmed and so i ran from anything that added to the overwhelm and so learning how to embrace that overwhelm and being okay with being uncomfortable and feeling the overwhelm and recognizing it's okay to feel this was crucial in helping me to heal the patterns because i had broken patterns in my life and the patterns were so broken they broke my body and so going back and healing those patterns are what brought healing to my body it was okay for me to say no to people i need to go take care of myself and make sure i have that master mineral of magnesium in my body and it takes time to do that and i need to say no to you so i can say yes to myself and i'd been raised in a culture that a good girl said yes to everyone and everything and so learning how to say no thank you i love that project i love how passionate you are about it i'm needing to say no because i need to take care of myself and those autoimmune i have a little bit higher maintenance body than a lot of people do because of that autoimmune and so what somebody else deems is acceptable for sleep leaves me exhausted i require about an hour and about 20 to 30 minutes about 60 to 90 minutes more sleep than a 7 hour sleep person i can't do it on 7 hours a night and so healing those patterns and as i healed those patterns it helped my body recognize how powerful it was because when you heal broken patterns you hold on to your magnesium and magnesium is what jump starts everything and the broken patterns cause you to leak magnesium and when you don't have enough magnesium in your body your vitamin d drops when your vitamin d drops your bone density drops when your vitamin d drops your autoimmune 
start to kick in. Your liver stops to function. Your digestive isn't as good. And so recognizing I am so powerful, I can manage the flow of minerals in my body by the choices that I make. That's potent. That's a potent and very, first of all, you know, let's just take a moment just to let it settle in for all of those that are listening. Um, because it really is strong statement that you're making with and what you're saying is the fact of being conscious to your actions can help you heal yourself along with doing the proper things and again that goes back to being conscious conscious of your actions conscious conscious of what you eat conscience cotton i'm <laughs> getting a little tongue-tied consciousness of everything that you're doing. Um, I have to ask you this question because yes. I know there are uh, mothers that are listening and the fact that you said being able to say no, and I'm going to send a shout out to one of our former guests, Sacred Lotus from Sacred Lotus Radio. We did a show called The Power of No. Oh, I haven't listened to that one. I um, will be. <laughs> I will be headed back to that one. <laughs> That one right there, there was this, there's something interesting about that because, like you said, most women in the United States are taught to be a good girl. Maybe uh, in this in in this new millennial age, maybe I don't know if it's less than I would have to talk to more friends and and other individuals. But to say not to say no is being a good girl. You're a mom, a mom of six. How do you say no to your children or your spouse at times because you're still an individual? How do you find the time or the, the, the strength to say, no, not right now. Mommy has to do for me because I know that's something a lot of moms have a difficulty doing. My mother has difficulty doing that. Well. I think it comes down to as women and and please know the generation I'm coming from. I'm in my um, mid to almost late 50s and we were applauded by taking care of everybody else. I mean, we were praised like that. That was a good thing. And so for me is what I had to do is I had to look at my life and determine why am I this busy? What am I running from? And I was running from some internal demons. And in staying that busy, it made it that I didn't have to process those. Because when I became still, they were ready to be healed. And so recognizing I have God-given things for me on my plate And those are my children and my grandchildren, my husband. And then I have busyness on my plate and determining which is what for me, not to please you, not to please anyone else, but what is right for me. And it was amazing the things that I dropped out of my life that I was doing to please other people that really had nothing to do with my values, my core values, and what's important to me. I was pleasing them. And they recognized, you know, they knew, oh, Kristen's our go-to girl. Talk talk to Kristen. She'll get it done for you. Because I got 
accolades for that. Oh, thank you, thank you. And sometimes when you're a mom, those teenage boys don't go, oh, thank you, mom, thanks. I mean, it, you know, you're not getting that feedback. And I was burned out. And so I went to an alternative source to get that positive reinforcement and recognizing I'm looking in the wrong place for reinforcement. I'm looking externally. I need to have that internally. I should not be expecting those teenage boys to be responsible for making me feel good. And that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so it just became a complete readjustment of, of being more authentic to my values getting real about what I was expecting from the relationships in my life and what I was not taking the correct responsibility for. Wow. Um, we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we're going to get back to this amazing interview with Kristen Bowen in just a moment. They Love Fit podcast is sponsored by Mountain Maid CBD. Mountain Maid is changing the CBD game by offering a line of high-dose CBD tablets at an affordable price. Their products are THC-free and third-party tested for accuracy, cleanliness, and potency. Their products, which ship nationwide, include Build for CBD saturation, Boost for precision titration, Recovery for rest and rehab. With nine years experience in hemp and fitness, Mountain Maid's founders are focused on creating a quality product to help those who live an activated lifestyle. Check out www.mountainmaid.life to find out more about how their products can help you crush life. And we're back with Kristen Bowen. Now, Kristen, I have um, several questions because um, you, first of all, I love the aura and the energy that you're delivering. No, oh, um, thank you. It, it's 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 so real and it's so easy to connect to it. There are some things that uh, have cha- changed within, I would say, in just the last ten years, even of me oh, so getting much. older. And I look at how I was originally taught to view things, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> and I look at them now and I'm like, wow, I really viewed those things that way. How do we how do we keep ourselves from getting locked into situations where our thinking is to find to be the best words tied down, it's locked down in a certain sense, a certain essence, because listening to uh, what you told us about your story, and I'm thinking about other relatives, uh, men and women, uh, people, individuals that have worked their entire lives to give, you know, I'm thinking about my, uh, one of my late uncles, you know, he worked his entire life and the thought pattern was, you know, support my family, support my family, work hard, support your family give and he passed away from cancer Mm, I'm so sorry you know and I think about those things because I think about some of the conversations I've heard uh, over the years from aunts 
and uh, relatives and friends who are, are older than I and who are married, some are widowed, um, both genders. And the thought pattern is that, they, like you said, it's, there was a giving. There's a give, 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 give. And from what I'm seeing, it doesn't work. Not in that sense, <laughs> you know, it's to give all of oneself in that way. It seems as though it leaves the person drained. It leaves the person with many health issues. How do we start to reformat our mind to this? How do we start to understand what you understand, you know, which is the fact that, that responsibility is not just the the give, the give, the give, the support, support, support that we are a part of this as well. How do we start to get to that frame of mind? How from for those that are listening who are like you, you know, who were taught that, you know, this is just how how it is. This is who, who I am. This is how it's supposed to be. How did how do they break out of that? I have these beautiful reminders in my life because there is a flow to that giving and receiving. And both of those need to be flowing. And sometimes when we get to that broken place, we get stuck in giving, 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 because it's actually trying to build ourselves up. Mm. And when there's that disingenuous core of why we're giving, it burns us out even faster. And so I have now, I, I promise you, <laughs> I promise you this is truth. What's about to come out of my mouth. Okay. My grandchildren are spectacular. <laughs> they are the most joyous, happy little souls. And I was watching one and I, I, I did this specifically to see what would happen because we were talking about my husband and I, we were talking about the joy of being grandparents and we just had no idea raising. We loved being parents. We had no idea or concept, the depth and capacity that we would grow in becoming grandparents. And as we were talking about it, and we were, it was gift giving was coming up. A gift giving season was coming up for a birthday for one of them. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, making sure that the gift was just what it needed to be. And that's one of my love languages is gifts. And I wanted to make sure it was just right to represent. <laughs> yeah, all those, all those things were kicking in. And my husband looked at me and he said, you know the joy of this child is that he will receive anything with the same level of joy mm. and as we got talking we realized we wanted to put it to the test we took dirty socks and we wrapped them up <laughs> and that child was over the moon <gasps> Thank you, 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 thank you. They're wait, just Christy. what I wanted. Wait, Christy, wait, wait, wait. Lost, we have Are you lost, serious? we have lost that childlike ability to just receive. 
and we question it. And, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, this person needs it. Or, oh, she's better than I am. Instead of just being in the moment of just receiving and being joyful that we've received. And I think that pattern, one of the things that I say all the time to my clients is, if you play a pattern anywhere, you are playing that pattern everywhere. If you discover it anywhere, you look everywhere because you will be able to expand your capacity to heal. So for example, if you're having a hard time receiving money, let's say you, um, you've got a business and, and you're really undercharging for what you do because you have a hard time receiving money. Well, you're going to have a hard time receiving help because your receiving vibe is shut down. And as we watch that three-year-old literally, oh, I wish I could, I wish I had the technical prowess right now to pop a video up because I have it on my phone of him just dancing in celebration that I had taken the time to be, and we beautifully wrap them, beautifully wrap up a pair of dirty socks. He was in the moment and he was receiving it. He didn't question it. He didn't judge it. He didn't throw shame on it. He didn't throw it wasn't enough. It wasn't the right size. It wasn't the right color. It wasn't what he wanted. It didn't meet his needs. He was caught up in the moment that his grandparents had given him something and he just loved every moment of it. And I think we forget to have that childlike ability to receive to receive information from the internet, from your podcast. As I was listening to your podcast, I would just say, oh my gosh, that was a deep bomb truth. Like I've got to stop for a second and write this down. But as what we can do now with all of the information out there, we just scroll to the next. We scroll to the next, listen to the next, go to the next, the next TikTok, the next Instagram story, the next social media post, more, 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 more. And it messes with our dopamine levels. Instead of sitting, listening to a podcast, thinking, what are the truths that I need to hear from that podcast and what action do I need to take and how can I celebrate that I got to hear those truths today. I don't think we're celebrating enough. And because we're not celebrating enough, it shuts down our ability to receive. It shuts it down. And so every day I have that little video of my little guy when he was three and just over the moon. Every day I want to be celebrating that I'm healthy, that I'm strong that I'm listening to truth bombs on this podcast, that I'm able to be a guest on your podcast. What a privilege that is, that I've got this beautiful stand-up desk that I can take care of my help and not be in a chair all of the time and push a button and it comes up so I can stand. My husband just went through an experience when most people were focused on the on 2020, um, he lost both of his legs. Oh, and wow. through unexpected amputation. And it was such a journey to watch him. And, and you could take this in a toxic way. And if it's not genuine, it could become very toxic. And, and I want to make sure I call that out. Because this man was so genuine in his gratitude that his hands still worked. That 
he could lean over and hug me and he said, oh, I can still hold your hand. He was so genuine in that gratitude. And you could take that and make it toxic because we need to stand and mourn with people who are mourning and just say, hey, I'm here with you while you mourn. And and he did mourn. And then he moved on and went to the celebration. And so I think fully being in that place where we're at. And if you, if someone's out there listening right now and you need to mourn, then fully be in mourning and then move on and fully celebrate the gift and the gold that you learned from the journey of what you were mourning. Truth. Very truthful. Um, You said some things, you said uh, a few things I want to touch on because I think it's amazing. Uh, One of the things I love about doing this podcast is that I'm learning that everything is connected. Everything. There is not one part that is not connected. And you said about flow. Um, And the flow is, you know, you said about the giving and receiving. We had a a interview with uh, John Briggs and John, he's a gym owner, but he also is a CPA. He works with many different gyms and he was saying, the key to running a successful business cash flow and when he broke down cash flow the system of cash flow it was really interesting but i thought the connecting moment right now is when you said flow and you were talking about the flow of receiving and giving and i'm like wow and i have a huge smile on my face for everybody out there who is listening because the two are the same If you literally take what you just said, Kristen, and then take what he said and move them, no matter to financial matters, relationships, relationships, money, same thing, your marriage. Yep. Everything. And when you heal a pattern in one of those areas, if you're conscious and aware you can heal the patterns in all of those areas at the same time. And then the journey doesn't feel nearly as hard, but there's a test. Now, I don't know if it works on men because I work with women. My focus is women. So I don't know if it works on men, but with women, you can test their flow and you can see if they're blocking it or if they're embracing it. And as all you have to do, is give them a true and authentic compliment about their eyes. Mm. And you will see their flow and they will physically close off to it or open up and embrace it. And they will they will show you with their body where their flow is at. And we want minerals flowing through our body. So what makes us think we're not stopping that flow of minerals and we need those minerals to regulate the protein, fats, and carbs in our body. And you can compliment a woman and, and it, it must be authentic. It must be authentic. Something that you've picked up about her eyes that are beautiful. And she will tell you where her flow is at with her words and the movement of her body. And the level of flow that she has shut down is the level of burnout that she's experiencing. 
Wow. Because she can have it all around her. But if she's not open to receiving it, it's not going to lift her. And that's how powerful we are. We can shut it down. We have the power to do that, to shut it down and open it. And to someone who's overwhelmed, that can create more overwhelm. But I'm telling you, embrace the overwhelm. It's okay. Just sit with it. I get overwhelmed too. Just sit with it with me. Hang out with me. Be overwhelmed with me. And then take action. Hello, digital family. My name is Thorne and I'm part of the Delafit team. We certainly hope that you're enjoying the interview thus far and we'll be getting right back to it in just a few. I just wanted to let you all know that you can go to our website, www.delafitpodcast.com to learn more about us and our host on Moonbay. You should also follow us on social media for all the latest information on future guests, show topics, and all of 360 degrees of fitness and health tips and information. On Facebook and Twitter, we're at Delafit Podcast. And on Instagram, we're at DE underscore LA underscore Fit Podcast. Thank you and have a wonderfully fit and healthy day. Really hope that you all enjoyed that part one of the interview with Kristen Bowman. Um, Again, just a wonderful soul, a wonderful person to have a conversation with and to listen to her story, which is quite compelling, um, which was just amazing. Uh, stay tuned for part two, which will air next week um, on Monday. We'll be airing these interviews on Monday as well as newer episodes on Friday. So we are now doing this twice a week. Uh, I encourage everybody to tune in for, again, next our next episode, the continuation of Kristen Bowman's story uh, next week. Um, quite, all I can say is quite compelling and her impassion to helping others who have health problems. Um, you could just, you could hear it as it comes through the microphone. So I encourage everybody to tune in next week uh, to part two as Kristen talks about coming from her health issues into the knowledge of how to not only change her life, but changes that helped her uh, realize her path and how to, or how she could possibly help others change their lives as well. So again, tune in next week with part two of our interview with Miss Kristen Bowman. You've been listening to the Delafit Podcast. Ta-ta for now.